0: Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Myrina Renaissance Ote-Mighton. Yes, she is as strong as this name. Myrina is an NFT artist, TEDx speaker, creative, master collaborator, educator, community builder, web three expert. I could go on. She is this awesome. Hi, Myrina. What's up, Mitch? I love this. I love this so much. So let me, I just have to tell everybody this. So first of all, I've got so many great stories about you, but I want you to talk. But when you came to the TEDx audition and you did your talk, I felt like, whoa,
1: (laughs) oh my gosh,
0: this is so great. For sure, this woman has to be on our stage. Number one. Number two, it was the first time that I had to go to Ted and say, Hi, are you okay with someone using the F-word in their talk? Because (laughs) I was like, and and I I I I was like, here's why it's important. This is why I did it, because we didn't see any guidelines on it. We couldn't find any talks. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. Like. This is so wow. much fun that I got to go to TED and be like, hey, can we use fucking in this? Room? So is you're right me I you revolutionized guys? a little something? Well, gee, do you think that's kind of how you are as a person? I do. <laughs> <is>. I do. <laughs> all right, I got to say one more. One more. So Friday, mm-hmm. before the TEDx event, and, uh, and hanging out with our buddy Draco, and Draco's like, this is so cool that you're doing this talk. And do you remember what you said?
1: Uh,
0: no. You said... I deserve this. Oh. And yeah. I thought I want to be Myrina when I grow up. <laughs> it was so great. It but it was so um, powerful and confident and we need this. The world needs the powerful confident women out there. And I was like, "Dang, when I want to be like Myrina, I want to be able to go, "Yeah, I deserve it." Yeah. Thank and I'm going to shut up and you just tell everybody how great you are. So <laughs> So, so tell us. I mean, there's so much you do, so much. I, I don't do. even know where to start.
1: Hmm, well, we can start what I do full time. All right, let's go. <laughs> so, full time, I'm a photographer. So, I focus on portraiture, event, you know, most mostly studio work. Okay. Um, and I also am a master collaborate her. So, collaborate I, her. Yes, collaborate. Nice. Her. Okay. Yeah. So, I collaborate with multiple women. Um, regularly to bring these inclusive experiences to my photography studio, um, so we have like makeup artists, creative directors, stylists, sometimes even a filmmaker, a cinematographer. Um, the models, everybody is just all women, right? Oh, cool. so we work together to just produce some really creative content and material, um, empowering women, you know, to tap into their creative selves. Um, using that left side of the brain, right? It's the left side.
0: Oh, one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, that's that's what I do, you know, primarily, and um, I've been doing that for about six years now. Okay, so that's that's
0: that part. And I love when creatives are able to turn their their creativeness into an actual business. Yeah, that is just amazing. Yeah,
1: so it was the creative first. And then I started doing all the business stuff a couple but of that's, years after. It's not
0: always easy. No, it's it's not, not easy to turn it into a business. It's and not. it it really is one of the things I think is difficult. Like I I'm great at social media, very good at it. But then I had to learn the business side. Yeah. It's one thing to be good at something. It's another thing to actually be able to do the business part of it. That part. That part. It's not easy. <sighs>
1: We're gonna it's, take
0: a Entrepreneur breath. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because we got ebbs and flows, right? Yes. And those months where things are like flowing, oh man, I'm like, yeah, I got the hang of it. Look at me go. Look at that, you know, Mm -hmm. but then those months when it's ebbing. I'm like, okay. What's
0: going on? Should
1: I go get a full-time
0: job right now? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I am with you on this. And you know, so entrepreneurs, we're risk takers. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And you know, and I know people that are like, I'm in the corporate world, I have health insurance, I got I know I'm gonna get this paycheck. Like, they're not as risk taker as yeah. we are. And I and sometimes I look at that side and think. Yeah, maybe I should do that because then, like, I have some consistency. Mm-hmm. But you know, you'd go crazy.
1: I, I definitely would.
0: You would lose I your would. mind, and you would lose yourself wholeheartedly. You know that,
1: right? And I'm not, in, I'm not a, a in the box type of person. Uh, uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. So you know, it's really hard for me to, you know, just kind of. SOP myself, right? Yes, be a standard right. operating procedure. I can't do that. Because like, when I'm ready to like go left on something, I need to have full autonomy to go left. Yes. Sometimes when things just need to be ambiguous until I f- get in it and figure out, figure it out, I need to be okay with just being ambiguous, right? right? Um and what's cool about my clients is they kind of know that, right? Because they come to me as the photographer slash creative than I am right, right. And they see my work they're looking for what I do and so when I'm in my sessions a lot of times it's like okay it's a science just let me figure it out you know I may just sit there and stare for a while you know until I get what I need or get the the light What's bulb the to go off right? Yeah, right but um what I've been practicing with them is grace you know and so they're like you know what because I've seen what you can do I trust your process
0: I do what like you have that to do. thought of practicing grace. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I, I, w- I was in the corporate world for a little bit. It just didn't work out for me. I was like, oh, my gosh, get me out of this place. <laughs> but it didn't move fast enough for yeah. me, for one thing. Like I, if I wanted to make a decision on something and get going, you can't because mm-hmm. there's, oh, well, so-and-so has to say yes and so-and-so. And there has to be five meetings and Protocol. blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I'm gonna I'm going to lose my mind here. The chain. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work. So I so yes, I mean it we are risk risk takers. It is not an easy world. Yeah. You take yourself on on every level when you're an entrepreneur. But gosh, it's still like the way for us. <laughs> definitely.
1: Most definitely.
0: <laughs> All right. So, that's what you do on the photography side. Yeah. Then your TEDx St. Louis talk. focused on, well, two things. I mean, it was on NFTs, but it was also about uh, you deciding what your value is, which was really powerful to me, that you were saying, you know, if I go work for somebody else, they're going to decide my value, but I get to decide my value, Yeah, which is, again, huge, powerful statement. I want women everywhere to hear this because it's not... Easy for us to say, This is my value. Yeah. Because we're so helpful and we want to make sure you're okay. And you were like, Mom, you know, like we're the mom. And it's all, we're going to figure this out. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, You should be paying me for this to figure this out.
1: (laughs) All of those things.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All of those. So, how do you balance that loving, giving side of you with? I also have a value that you should be paying me for. Like, how do you, that's a, um, contracts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty.
1: Right. Like black and white. I you like know, it. Um, but then delivered with charm.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> delivered with
1: love, you know, like, Hey, you know, I, I'm here and I'm happy to be here. Um, but here are some of the guidelines that I've have placed for myself. And, um, respectfully, this is that, you know, and then you get all of the other things that make me uniquely me. Right. Cause I don't really veer too far off of self. Um, and, and just wanting to provide experiences to people, with people, um, be very personable with people. That's just the woman that I am. right? Right. But then, you know, we still gotta have a little black and white in there. And right. so a lot of those things really didn't come into into place for me until recently, you know, having more things in black and white. That's a new practice. Protect you, protect yeah. them, and be paid for what you're yeah, doing. That, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's a new practice. And so uh, sometimes it feels very direct. <laughs> and I have my moments where I'm like, okay, am I being a little, <laughs> you know? I have those moments Um But someone told me, you know, come for your check. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, they were just like, you got to be a little ruthless out here. And that just is what is. But you could still, you know, do it with love. But
0: stand up for yourself. I don't know if ruthless. I think it's more you're standing up for yourself. I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll take that back. Not ruthless. But stand up for yourself. Maybe you could
0: be ruthless. Be assertive. Be a little assertive. assertive. There you go. (laughs) So then, all right. So NFTs. What the heck? Okay. So, <laughs> what the I heck? your talk brought it much more home for me. Like I get it more than I've ever gotten it before, but mm-hmm. I still but I'm a visual human being. Yeah. And so, hearing a talk about it, like I'm trying to what what does the, if I'm looking at my computer <laughs> Can you can you give me more of a visual around it? Oh, I'm like I might be asking too much. You can tell no. me like Mish no quiet. I'm not going to do this.
1: No, you're fine. So, if I can give you a visual, if you're looking at hmm like
0: if I made an NFT, what mm-hmm. what would Mish make as an NFT? Like just pretend I Mish can I, make
1: her podcast as an NFT.
0: Okay, my podcast is now an NFT. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do?
1: So your podcast is an NFT. Let's just say the NFT is the this logo. My logo, right? Okay, and people can actually purchase it. With crypto, but within the NFT, you give them access to exclusive podcast interviews. You give them access to maybe sit behind the scenes um, with the engineer or with, you know, with you where you're doing specific interviews. You give you it's based on how you want to curate an experience. Right. So that's not everybody's NFT. Right. 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 But, but that's this is, an is idea the, of this is the idea of what you could do. Yeah.
0: How fun. So does the NFT then, is what you're telling me, is that also considered Web3 or is that a whole different thing?
1: No. So it's in the Web3 umbrella. Okay. So there are several things that make up Web3. Could be the metaverse, could be NFTs, could be... um, uh, virtual, you know, VR, AR, that type of thing. Those are all things within Web3. Gotcha. NFTs is its own sector. So a lot of times when I'm doing my workshops, I kind of touch on a little bit of the things that are in Web3, but I'm niching myself into the NFT portion of things because that's where I have the most fun.
0: And where does one go? I, I would like to... Go NFT shopping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you can go to different marketplaces. Um, Right now, I'm currently in the phase of developing my own marketplace called Nwanzo. Okay. And within that I already know what
0: marketplace I'm going to then. Oh, welcome
1: come on. <laughs> um, we'll be launching soon. But within that marketplace, you can actually purchase NFTs that are created by artists um, within St. Louis and use that NFT for curated travel experiences. So when you collect it, um, as you do more based on what the artist has curated for people to do with their NFT... You actually get a chance to like be incentivized and rewarded for participating in that ecosystem that the artist has created. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, that's that's one marketplace in Wanzo. Um, but there are other marketplaces in which you can buy from um, different NFTs. It just depends.
0: That's so cool. I'm going to be like following you and <laughs> watching everything. because I'm really intrigued. I kid you not. I'm so intrigued by all of this. Where did this start? What what did you come across and what? NFTs, that's for me. I'm going uh, this way. So in
1: 2019, I came across crypto art. And I, I don't know what keywords I was typing in, but it just came across. And I was okay. like, what, what is this? You know, I'm interested in crypto, but what's this crypto art? Right. And um, originally, what they had it as was just like, uh, pictures that you could put up on your wall that maybe had like a scannable QR code to gotcha. store your crypto in. Okay. Right. So it's an offline, which is what I talked about, like those code wallets. Right. It's like an offline way to store your crypto. So then I started seeing NFT and I was like, nah, fungible. I don't even know what fungible means. Right, me like, neither. I'm like, what all is a fungible is? and what's yeah. a non one?
0: I have no idea.
1: I, you know, it started getting all <laughs> confusing and then I left it alone. Right. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, like many people, we all gravitated towards Clubhouse.
0: Yes, right. So, is in Clubhouse is it still doing anything?
1: It is. It is. Okay. So I hop in there every once in a while. I still come around the Clubhouse, but um, I started seeing these rooms about <laughs> NFTs, and I was like, "Well, what? What? Is, okay, I saw this like a year there? ago, and now they're talking about it. Okay, let me just sit in the rooms, and I would sit and listen." And soak up so much information. And at first, I was, you know, really apprehensive about it because I didn't want to learn something new at first. I was like, ah. Oh, Especially God.
0: something that's so this seems so
1: high different. level different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, so like not how our brain normally, it's like a completely new way of looking and doing Definitely.
1: things. Definitely. And in in that time period, it was only like animations, right? So if you were an animated animation artist or something right. like that, or illustrator, then, you know, those were more so the people that were doing it. It wasn't lending its hand to photography or music or any other mediums at that time. Got, yeah. So I was just like, well, this wouldn't be relevant to me. So I remember one day trying to then animate my photographs. Right. So in my talk, I said, when I came to this space, I didn't become an NFT anything. I brought my skills and my talents to further enhance the space. Right. In that space, that's where I learned that I don't need to become someone else to be in this space. I'm going to bring what I do here, right? I'm a photographer. I have an extensive portfolio already. Right. So You don't let need me to be just, an animation
0: artist. Yeah. I'm going to do what I do. That's okay, that. I like this thought. Yeah,
1: I'm- so um, when I went to into some of the rooms, I would start hearing people do a drop. So a drop is when your stuff launches, right? You drop your NFTs. So kind of like for dropping people to buy dropping
0: them. your your music. The new collection. Your, right. Right. Okay. So gotcha.
1: You I would hear these drops. And I would sit in the rooms. One of the most profound drops I think I was a uh, I sat in on was when they did the Matrix. Oh. It was crazy. Like in the clubhouse room, there were thousands of people in there. Wanting to buy a Matrix NFT and they had to get a red pill or a blue pill type of thing.
0: Oh my gosh, it how was, cool. It
1: was cool, but it was crazy. And talk about just the everything being jam-packed, like mm-hmm. the the blockchain being packed with transactions because people were trying to mint their matrix NFT.
0: Oh God. It was yeah.
1: it was it was crazy. It went on for about 48 hours. They would run like all day rooms 24 48 72 hour rooms straight
0: oh my god so people could
1: buy them we can clear they can clear up some of the mishaps that people were experiencing because the volume and the demand was so high so you talk about just sitting in the room while people are making millions of dollars <gasps> in a couple of hours oh my god it was profound
0: i would like to make millions of dollars in a couple of hours Me too, that would Mish. be fun Me let's too. do that i want to <laughs> <laughs> i'm it's working too- on it <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know i think we a lot of people are buying the the lottery tickets i'm not a lottery ticket person but i actually yeah. went and bought one you and did? i was very surprised cuz i didn't win <laughs> and i had really good plans Somebody for hit? it no i don't think, oh, i don't know okay. i have zero i don't know where it's at right yeah. now I, i'm talking like it I don't know, last weekend, okay. Let, Monday, mm-hmm. last Monday, not this past, the one day before, I think I bought one. I don't know. I didn't even know how to do it. I, I like went in there and I asked the guy about it. And then I was like, can I pick my own numbers? And he was like, sure, but you got to go over there. And then I was like, I don't have a pen. And then a nice policeman's like, here, you have my pen. I'm like, thanks, dude. And and I filled out some numbers that I thought we're gonna win. No, <laughs> we are gonna but,
1: manifest the win for oh you. Oh my man. gosh!
0: Yeah, well, you, the lottery is one of those things when people are like, oh, you know, psychics should be able to win. I'm like, there is so much energy yeah. around a lottery mm-hmm. that there's you can't. This just you can't.
1: Speaking of lottery, so a lot of um, projects actually had lottery uh, as part of their roadmap. Really? So what would happen is when a drop would when a drop would happen and you would collect, you become a collector number. And so you would then have the opportunity to be a part of an access for future collections or future IRL, in real life events, that type of thing. So okay. they would use a lottery system to then pick people to be a part of their community. So once you continue to build the community, right, the more value you put into the community, the more people want to get into it, which is why NFTs are so exclusive, because that exclusivity is something that people want to be a part of, right? If you can't you can't break into it just by being there or just right. like you have right. to buy an NFT and participate in the community to be, you know, highly valued, right? Your digital we're talking about your digital footprint having value now. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, and so this is taking like your digital fit footprint right now might be, oh, I got this many followers on TikTok and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Now, this is taking it next level. Right, adding value to that footprint. Oh, yeah. my gosh.
1: It's kind of crazy.
0: It's So do you ever look at this from a, um, you know, like if you're looking at everything, did you ever think that, We're kind of like the gods of this new universe. We're creating this new (laughs) digital universe. Like, are the little Mm. digital guys in there like going, I wish the gods could hear me right now. We're like, we're trying. (laughs) We're doing our best. (laughs) I, you know what?
1: I wouldn't use the word gods for that, but I would definitely say like early adopters. Um. People in that space continue to say it's the early adoption phase. Yeah, um, because the mass has not gotten all the way on board we're all yet. Going, People are still like, "What are, the heck like, are what you the doing?" Heck? Yeah. Yes. So it's you know one of those things where you just have to you just got to soak up some knowledge. You know, soak up some knowledge and then figure out what you can do. Right. Um, to build in the space, we're in what's called a bear market right now. So. Cryptocurrency is, you know, teetering on the lower end of right. things. So this is the best time to build. It's not as expensive. Okay. But then when, you know, things start to take a tick to, for the upturn, right? Because people are more adopting and right. interacting yep. and yeah, transacting with it, then you'll start to see an uptick in that money, you know. And by that time, people are like, oh, well, now I want to build. It's going to cost you a grip for yeah, you to you know right. really get into it and exactly. start building. Mm-hmm.
0: So one of the things I asked you was, marina will you have a class for old people like me <laughs> that really want to get this? And like, real, I mean, how do we start learning? What's yeah. the best way? Are you going to have a class? Yes, I am going to have a class. I want to come to your class.
1: Uh, next week, I'll be at STL Startup Week doing a the workshop there. Okay. On, I think it's November 17th at... 12.30 or
0: 1.30. Okay. Where's STL Startup going to be?
1: It's going to be at Cafe Biz. Where I'll be is Cafe Biz. But okay. they have several um, locations in which they'll be doing things at. All
0: right. Um, but it's right We're up under have to Tech talk Artista. Afterwards. By the time this podcast comes out, people are going to miss that one. But
1: yeah, there'll be more. So there are more. Okay. I am currently in the process of working on a St. Louis tour. Um under nfts not just the buzzwords so i'll be having different workshops in different places in St. I, St. I i want to teach. i want to go
0: on that tour oh, so you on, have to tell Misha. me i want to <laughs> you have no idea i'm so intrigued by all of it but i but i feel like i don't i'm like in that place of like i don't even know yeah. where to start so then i met you and went oh now i know where to start yeah which is very helpful to me. Yeah. Thank you for coming into my life. And my advice is to my get
1: life. a trusted resource for this stuff, right? Because the internet has so much information. And
0: that's the other thing. It's kind yeah. of a little bit like, it kind of feels like, I remember the first time like a million years ago when you could, uh, what was it called? What was the name of the the guy that did the songs? You would download all the songs even though you weren't supposed to I can see are you the about logo. what are you talking about? Lime wire? No, it was about? it was oh gosh darn it. Napster. Thank mm. you, Adam, for, we have we have we have audience here today. <laughs> Thank you, Napster. You got exclusive Napster. access Napster. We have exclusive first... access to Mishmash today. Yeah yes you do. Behind yes. You have my Mishmash <laughs> NFT. <laughs> <laughs> so Napster um the first time that I was looking like what is this you know and I'm looking into it I felt like it started leading me into some kind of scary dark places do you know I like I, it was like there was some weird mm-hmm. stuff and I'm like ooh I'm not mm, not yeah. sure if I should go here that's is this kind of that same way A little bit, like, can you get yourself into some trouble? You can definitely get yourself into some trouble. Okay. So
1: as much excitement that's around Web3 and NFTs, there's still, you know, people out here who want to take advantage and do things that you know, are in their best interest and not necessarily for the community. Yep. Um, so what I always encourage people to do is to do your own research. Right. Don't click on just anything, you know, sometimes you put in, you know how sometimes you put in a keyword into Google? Yeah, and then there may be like this one word or letter or something like that, or maybe even after the dot, there's something else. Right. And then you get to clicking and interacting with it, and then blah blah. blah. It's Uh-oh. the same thing, gotcha. right? So. Doing your own research is literally, you know, checking in with people who are also within that community, people who have also maybe heard about that project, um, doing something they call doxing, which is to go and find the creators or the founders of a project, go and find their real, uh, like, uh, social media, right? Right. Right. To see if they're real people, you know, understanding who's behind a project before you invest in it will definitely save you a lot of heartache and headache. Uh. And don't go to Twitter asking for no help. <laughs> like... <laughs> It may not be the same in a while since Elon that took over, but
0: Oh, that's the I wild west right now. It is Who definitely the wild, wild west, so it.
1: I wouldn't suggest going to Twitter and asking
0: for help, right? Mm, I just think going but, to Twitter right now, I'm just gonna let that ride and just <laughs> see what the, what happens with it. Because like, nah, I'm cool. it's just kinda crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like you read this and you're like, What is happening right? I just don't know.
1: It's like I read it and just wanna have a big old bag of popcorn. <laughs> It's like watching TV.
0: So you're the person. You're the person I'm going to follow. I trust you. Yay. <laughs> I have some really, I have some fun questions for you. Awesome. Let's get it. All right. So hmm, what do I want to ask you? So this is one. So, okay. you Photography. I want to know, when did you fall in love with it? And what type of camera did you have? Because I know there's like a million different types of cameras out there.
1: Definitely. I'll give you the short answer. For a long story okay believe it or not I hated photography really my dad is a photographer and well he's retired now but he used to take pictures and uh he would take me with him on jobs to weddings and events and stuff like that and here I am 13, 14, 15, 16 I'm like I'm a teenager I want to be outside <laughs> I don't want to be in here taking no pictures but I would do it right that's how you know he rewarded us by working okay So, I got away from it, and then I picked it back up in 2016, 2017, um, and I started shooting with a Canon. So, that's what I started off with, right? That's what my dad shot with. Okay. So, it was easy for me to pick that up, kind of understand it again, get back in the groove of things. And then I turned 30, or 31, one of those, (laughs) and I was like... Uh, Time for a change. I remember I went on an interview for the St. Louis American. Okay. And um, it was a a field interview to become their field photographer for their nightlife. And on that interview, my camera broke at an event. And it was very heartbreaking because I was freelance in college, and that's how I made my money. Right. And so I went like eight or nine months without being able to work. I picked up an extra job. Earn some money, and then I bought um, a Fuji. So I didn't even go back to Canon. Now All I'm right. a Fuji now film girl. Fuji. Okay, and um, I love my Fuji. It is not bulky. <laughs> <laughs> I am a woman, <laughs> and I need small, simple, point and shoot. Gotcha. But it gives it still gives the digital, you know, vibes, and it also gives me some range. Like I can shoot like a. Older style looking film, you know, by playing with filters and stuff that I don't know, I wasn't able to do with my Canon. And maybe because I didn't explore it, but I don't know. I love my Fuji.
0: But I think that you're just drawn to certain things for a reason, right? I, am. I mean, you know, so Fuji. And yeah. It's, and it's light. Right. It's just my That's friend. so interesting, though, that. You were like, oh, what a chore with dad. Know, right? But then it became, because I used to have, you know, my daughter, I in the summertime, I call it entrepreneurial school mm-hmm. because, it, you know, I had to take her with me. I'm like, you're going to entrepreneurial school today. We got to go to some meetings like and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I did it. And I felt bad at the time about it. But as she's gotten older and I've watched what she's doing, I'm thinking, that was actually a really good basis for her. Yep. You know, she's showing already a business sense. And mm-hmm. and I mean, the thing that people used to say to me all the time was like, your daughter is so good at talking to adults. Yep. Which so many kids are like having issues with talking to adults at your daughter and they're like, because she's kind of been doing it yeah. for a long time.
1: They sitting in, they soaking it up. Yep. You know, they're learning, even though they may not even look like they're listening. Right. They still got ears.
0: Exactly. They can't unhear so stuff. So it's interesting <laughs> that it's kind of like, that kind of came full circle for you yeah. in a sense. Very mm, cool. Yeah. All right. This is so, kind of shout a out fun. To my baby. <laughs> I've got a fun, silly question for you. Ready? Okay. You have five minutes in the grocery store. What are you buying? <laughs> Planting some grapes.
1: <laughs> uh, probably a mango. Definitely gonna give me some noodles. Um, some salmon for sure Ooh, And yum. some shrimp And some <laughs> oyster mushrooms With some chickpea flour And breading Yeah A couple of tomatoes And some tortillas So I can make me An oyster mushroom taco Definitely gotta have the hot sauce With a little honey in there So it's a little Sweet and spicy Ooh. Yeah You're good You were like boom And the an alkaline water Big jugs Couple of <laughs> gallons of that gotta have that on deck you're gonna have to
0: really run through that grocery store oh man
1: i know where it's all is just what's crazy is when you said that i visualize the snooks next to my house and i know how to get to every really yeah i could do a supermarket sweep
0: that's awesome for sure in my (laughs) snooks i love it i love it i can do it all right so this question i ask everyone because my big word in the mish world is kindness i'm all about kindness we need more of it yeah and the people i have on here are kindness so that's one of the reasons why you're here so something that either has you you've witnessed you've given you received something around kindness i have um given my
1: time to sovereign university my homeschool co-op in teaching my kids french really mm-hmm. and um i do that because one, I love the mission behind Sovereign. Okay. But um, I really enjoy giving the kids a different language to speak in, a different way to communicate. Yep. Because I do think that even with your native tongue, if you know another language, there's so much synergy and alignment that allows for you to even communicate differently in your native tongue. Yes. Because there's a different understanding that you have from someone else's language.
0: It's true. Yeah. It's really fascinating to learn another language. And you learn more about your own language. mm -hmm. But I think you also learn different emotions with another language.
1: Definitely. So that, for me, has been something that I've been doing um, for a couple of years. And it's always so nice when I have my moments with the kids where I'm like, you guys know this, you know. Like, they're not really receptive one day. And then the next day, they're completely speaking to me in in French. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. You yeah. know, because I have my moments where I'm like, man, I don't know if they're getting it. Am I doing something? Am I not doing something right? But they, they've they shown me that they got it, right? So that, for me, is my kindness mark on society. And
0: Did you grow up learning French or did you learn it? I started it? in high school. Okay.
1: So um, I did two years in high school and I did four years at UMSL. Um, where I spoke and studied, and I still have good relationships with my French professors from UMSL. Very cool. they donated some resources to me to continue to teach my scholars. Have so, you ever yeah. got to
0: travel where you get to go speak French somewhere? I
1: have not. It's coming up. It is coming. It's going to happen. It's coming. I'm definitely speaking that into existence. Yeah. But what's been cool is that there have been people who have come here— Um, That don't speak English, that only speak French, and I've been a translator for them. I did uh, an event called International Women and Blockchain for Women's History Month. And the woman lives in Paris, and I could only speak to her on WhatsApp. And she had to give a presentation in French. Um, It was a global presentation in French, virtual. And I was her translator for blockchain technology a new tr- technology that doesn't always have oh
0: my gosh terminology you know there impressive are, that's this is <laughs> i mean one that you that you can speak it and you haven't ever like gone and used it 24-7 mm-hmm. in another country somewhere, right? I mean, yeah. that's, like, really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. You are one smarty pants, I can tell you that.
1: You know, I do what I do, what I try. Uh, yeah. my brain. I'm trying to, you know, Cyrus gave me some tips. Cyrus from the TED. Yes, I learned a and lot from Cyrus. I did. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, did I get a little brain foggy around here? You know, because sometimes I have my moments, but... <laughs>
0: You're you know. taking your omega 3s Cyrus told us to do that. Oh yeah, he did say that, huh? Yeah. Is take- salmon? Does salmon have omega threes? Yes, it does. Oh, well, I eat a lot of that? There so you I go. Think I'm getting We're good to go. Yeah. No, I learned a lot from Cyrus. <laughs> like, I'm, I've got, I'm like, I'm like putting together all of the questions I need to mm-hmm. ask him when he's on the podcast because <laughs> I was like, golly, this guy knows. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. fascinating, but. I will tell you, I had the best experience at our last TEDx event, and mm-hmm. and just thank you for being a speaker. Was it worth it?
1: It was worth every bit of the four awesome. months that I it's spent. It's a lot of
0: work. It's a lot <laughs> of learning,
1: work. training, running, marathoning, <laughs> just to be on stage for sixteen minutes. Um, I didn't know if I would get through the full sixteen minutes. That was the hardest thing for me, just like having the. The understanding of my skill set to be able to do something like that to an audience of five hundred people, I was like, wow! And Miss, you know, I had I had someone recording behind the scenes that day. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Oh that my gosh, footage? we just saw the video. We just saw the video like last Friday.
0: He when are you going to be releasing to it? Are you going to tag me in it?
1: Of course, I'm gonna tag you in it. Okay, That's good. first and foremost. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna tag Teddy. Are we? Are we?
0: Are you getting a Myrina documentary?
1: Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yay! So that's what I've been doing. I actually <gasps> just shot a documentary for Invest STL as well.
0: Very cool, mm-hmm. Myrina. What's thank up, you for being here on this <laughs> earth at this time, and I get to have you in part of my world. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Very I awesome. You. I appreciate you very much, ma'am. We're <laughs> There's more coming. I love it. We're going to go to France. Let's go to Paris soon. Let's figure it out. Are you being serious right now, Okay, let me just tell you something. You have to start planning it. Okay. That's how you bring it into reality. This is true. You have to start planning it. I've got tips for you. We'll talk. Okay. All right, everyone out there, (laughs) maybe you'll be lucky enough to go to France with us. We'll have a lottery. We can have We a could lottery. have a lottery. Hmm. Go with Myrina and Mish to Paris. That part.
1: <laughs> maybe they can I collect maybe they can it. collect the documentary from the TEDx as an NFT.
0: There you go. Yeah,
1: and then whoever the lucky collector is could be a part of that lottery it to win the trip to France. It would be
0: a fun filled time for all. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. I love it. Making plans. All right, everybody out there, you've been listening to Mishmash. I love you. I adore you. Be kind and learn how to do the NFT thing. (laughs) Peace.